Hi, Andrew Welcome back to the Leitrim GAA podcast here on FinalWhistle.ie. With me, Brett Early. This week, I am joined by Aidan Rooney, who joins us once again. Aidan, you're very welcome back to the show. Thanks, Brett Great to be back again. Thank you. Well, it is great to be back, and it's great for the show to be back because we have to be honest, you might have missed us. I know a few people have been in touch wondering why there wasn't a show over the last two weeks. Well, to be honest, we've been kind of busy here at Leitrim Daily and FinalWhistle.ie Towers, and we've been busy with this, which is a full compendium of everything that's going on in the world of Leitrim Gaelic Games at club level in the county. It's on sale now on our website, FinalWhistle.ie, and in most good shops around the county. You can find a full list of where you can pick that up. It's got every player involved in this year's championship. Um, thank you so much to everyone who helped us put it together, to Philip Rooney, our editor, and to our team of Daniel and Con uh, and David Regan, a player with Leitrim Gales, who took all the drone photography that's in it as well. Some really, really great articles, profiles, all that sort of stuff. Um, have you got your copy yet, Aidan? I saw it. I saw it in Manor Hamilton last night, Brefney. I have to go back for it now during the week. <laughs> you didn't have 15 euros on you at the time. I like it. Uh, listen, yeah, yeah, Aiden, yeah. Um, just want to get that plug in and out of the way. Now, before we get too tied down in this week's action, um, as we have been off air, we did record a show uh, 10 days ago with Colin Regan. Uh, we didn't get it out in time, so it has come out just earlier today. So there's two shows today. One of them is a little bit dated, but to be fair to Colin and to be fair to the people that featured in the show, we did want to get it out there and, and into the world so people could, could watch it. It's a little bit before the last two rounds of games, so uh, a little bit out of date, but nonetheless still worth watching if you're into what's going on in the county in terms of Gaelic football. Now, what's going on at the moment? We've three rounds done in the Conical Senior Football Championship, two in each of the intermediate the smith Mine medals intermediate championship and the junior championship in the county as well of course the carob oil junior championship uh, it seems like there's football just coming out of all of the orifices around the county everywhere you look there's a match being played uh, we of course have full live radio commentary online radio of every single senior and intermediate game we did try the junior game not much of an uptake so it really couldn't justify it so we proceeding with the senior and intermediate games through the rest of the summer. We'll also be adding the ladies' games, more on that later. They start their season, uh, the, the club season at least, in uh, this weekend uh, with the first round of the all championship, the senior championship kicks off this weekend. So we'll be covering that on the show over the next couple of weeks as well. Now, Aidan, uh, I know you were Manor Hamilton last night, so maybe let's start there in terms of the... Uh, the games over the weekend. We're going to run the scores of all the games uh, over the weekend across the bottom so people can catch up with them. I'm sure you already know, but you were in uh, Bogon last night for the visit of Gortletra. Kind of went to plan for a matter. Uh, you must be happy up there as a, as a former player of the club. Yeah. Um, matter Hamilton, I suppose, have been kind of, st I suppose, stuttering a little bit. You know, the um, the season didn't, st didn't, start, didn't start great for them. And I know Sean had a lot of injuries and stuff in that, but to be fair to them, last night um, you know, they've kicked on from their Melvin Gales victory, you know the the, um, the week before. Um, yeah, they were the better team, and they probably deserved the win. Um, Gortletcher, I suppose, they more than you know. Talking about going to Alan Gales, you know, Gortletcher are going to be hanging on in that group a little bit, and are going to you know struggle to get their to, to get their win. That's going to put them into contention for quarterfinals, but. To be fair, Matter Hamilton um, got the game under control relatively early on. Now, Gordletcher did battle back in the game. Um, they had several goal chances before half time. You know, they had a penalty miss and they had another goal chance of a crossbar that, you know, the, the game could have gone in at half time 
with Gardasher ahead. But as 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 it happened, Matter Hamilton went in probably comfortable enough ahead, but on the balance of play, it deserved it. Um, Gardasher came out in the second half, and I think you know Matter Hamilton's greater quality up front told as the game wore on. And you know they were able to get the scores. Um, you know they have a couple of young players coming through. Um, young Glenn Martin and um, young O'Connell came on last night, and they were excellent for, for Matter Hamilton. So they're starting to unearth a couple of young you know good young players, and then you know the old stalwarts are still there. You know, I suppose this time of the year, championship time of the year, you're always going to be able to pull out. And to be fair to the to, to the lads, you're know, not to mention any names. You know, obviously, your Darren Sweeney was introduced last night in his first his first game for the club this season. Really, um, Brian McDonald, you know, Thomas McDonald, these Anthony McDonald, <laughs> these players are still, you know, Trojan workers for the club. Paddy Maguire, you know, so I'm having to have a had a shape about them last night that they they looked they looked like. They could be back in contention, um, you know. Um, albeit, you know, Gortletcher struggled a little, a little bit, but um, and we're in the game for a long, long period. But Manor Hamilton did have a look about them that you know they were starting to throw shapes, particularly in the forward area. You know, defensively, I suppose still there's a lot of work to be done for, for Sean Boylan and his crew to get their defensive um, units tight enough to withstand, you know, um, a superior challenge from. You know, a Mohol or a Balnamore or a Carrick down the road in the championship game, you know. But, you know, for the time being, Matter Hamilton have qualified, I suppose, last night. They've won their second game. So they're through to the quarterfinals of the championship, which means that now they can look at their last two games and they can try and, you know, um, or their, you know try and build on, on that. Well, the Leitrim Gales game, obviously, the last game, but try and build on that into the into the quarterfinal. Leitrim Gales game will be a good test for them. It'll tell them where they're at, I suppose, overall. They had a very comprehensive win against Melvin Gales at the weekend. You, you know, Smelvin Gales are, I suppose, struggling a little bit from that point of view. But Hamilton, yeah, they looked decent last night on, on home soil. Yeah, I was in uh, Leitrim Gales, as you mentioned. We were covering it live on, on the, the platform here on FinalWhistle.ie. And um, Leitrim Gales, Melvin Gales, I expected a bit more of a fight from Melvin Gales. But as we'll hear, we're going to speak to Martin McGowan of Allen Gales, who was also commentating on that particular fixture last night. We'll speak to him later in the show. But um, Melvin Gales were depleted. They were missing Killy McGlone in midfield. Obviously, Emlyn, we've spoken about on the show before. He's playing with you in St. Mary's now. Um, a loss, no doubt, to any team at this level. Even even at his age, he's still a huge impact at any level in senior club football. Um, but David McSharry was taken off at the first water break, and his experience gone from the team as well. And Darren Rooney, they just he just had too much to do and couldn't really get into the game. Um, caught a couple of really nice balls from kickouts, and it worked really well until eventually, uh, I suppose, a double team of David Brune and Colin Morton just put paid to that, and the two lads just kind of dominated that tussle. Um, they moved Dara into full forward. It didn't really work. They couldn't get the ball into him. Anytime they did, um, he looked dangerous, but just uh, there was nothing really on there for Melvin Gales. I thought maybe a little bit of naivety, maybe from the bench in terms of um, the decision to put Dara in full forward. He'd done a lot of work. He Maybe the legs weren't quite there, um, because he was literally carrying most of the, the show for most of the game up to the first maybe 40 minutes of the match. And then uh, towards the end, it just, got, it just went away from or from Melvin Gills. There was no score, though. I think there was a point in the last minute of the game. But before that, there had been maybe 20 minutes with no score from either game. And I felt it lacked an intensity. It lacked uh, uh, just that, that kind of competitiveness kind of died away a little bit. And... I'd be worried for Melvin Gales. They're lucky they got that result in Gortletra in the opening day because I think they could probably struggle at this level to stay up had they not already secured that spot. I can't see them getting past the quarterfinal, to be honest. 
they're likely to face a Mohal or a Fina or a Ballon more, more most likely Mohal if they finish fourth in that group, which is probably the way you would expect if everything goes to form and there's no major surprises, you would expect that to go that way in the coming weeks. And uh, I think Leitrim Gales impressed in stages. I think they lacked a little bit of intensity, as I mentioned, going into the last 15 minutes of the game. And I felt some of the tactics, again, not to criticise the, the coaches from both sides, but I thought um, there was two 40-45 metre frees in the, late in the second half and they brought the goalkeeper up. Brendan Flynn came up to take them. Um, he did nail one against Carrick last weekend. He nailed one early on against Melvin Gales, but I kind of felt it wasn't about whether he scored or not. It was about killing 45 or 60 seconds every time he came up to take that kick. Uh, and I just felt that Leitrim Gales closed the game out. Now, they did it professionally, but I'd like to have seen a bit more ambition from them in terms of maybe going on and adding to the score sheet. They didn't score for 20 minutes in that second half, despite their dominance of the game. Uh, the final thing I'll say is, and it's back to Brendan Flynn again, I thought he was excellent. He saved two penalties now, two weeks on the trot. He rescued a point for Leitrim Gales with a double save against Carrick two weeks ago. Um, and then against uh, Dara Rooney, uh, he pushed a penalty onto the post uh, and to safety um, early on in the game that really kind of changed the complexion of the game on, on Saturday. And I suppose sometimes it's it's hard to see the impact a goalkeeper makes, but I just think he deserves a special mention. Himself and David Broom for me, Colin Morton, there or thereabouts as well, but uh, just outstanding performers on the day. Would you expect that? Well, the, one point, the one point I'd make on it briefly, and just to be to be wary of it, like I've seen it here in the Championship here, here in Sligo today as well. Now, Sligo, the Championship in Sligo structure is different. Um, only two teams of the five go through to the semi-finals, which makes it really competitive. Like every game has a meaning. There's absolutely no game you can afford to sit back and lose. Whereas the quarter-final system with the five-team groups, to be fair, it's a little bit it's a little bit um, flat because positioning in the group isn't really that critical. You know, there will be a school of thought out there um, that you know they like a mohol. Finally, you probably have a better chance. But you're talking there as a Leitrim Gales man, and you're very confident. And I would say, last Gordetra, in, in all fairness to them, didn't, they played out Jack, Jack Heslin. They were very, very competitive for long, long periods. Now, the question is, in this championship, at the other side of the draw, Alan Gales are looking like the team that might struggle um, in, 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 the, in the group. Are Gordetra going to target an Alan Gales playoff game as their championship survival ticket, or could they spring Jack Heslin next next game against Leitrim Gales and catch Leitrim Gales unaware and get the results, get their win that way, and then that would bring Melvin Gales back into the mix. You know, the point here is 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 is, is that Melvin Gales are struggling to get a victory now on the board since the Gordetra game, and if they don't, then the victory for Gordetra against a Leitrim Gales or a Carrick in the last game. Would, would open up that door to, to to save themselves before any relegation match, you know. So there's a few there's a few caveats going on there, you know. In, in principle, just to clarify that situation, Melvin Gales have the head to head over Gortletra, so Gortletra yeah. will need to get three points because uh, St Mary's and Leitrim Gales already have three points with their draw. Yes. So yes. Gortletra would need three points in those two games, and I just can't see them gathering anything from the Carrick game. Jack Carrick Heston, game. Yeah, yeah. Jack yeah. Heston. So, um, and, and, and I know I'm from Leitrim Village, but I, I can't see them getting anything from Leitrim Gales game either. I think they're going to be bottom. And I think uh, 
we've already recorded the interview with Martin McGowan, so I know we won't be asking him specifically. We touch on it, but we don't ask him specifically. But I think if you if you spoke to him privately, he'd probably admit to you that realistically, both themselves and Gortletra know where they're going to finish the season and they're probably going to be in bottom spot. Hopefully I'm correct. I, I stand to be corrected by either side. And I wish you I wish you the best of luck. I genuinely do. I'd love to see either one of you because I have a bit of a grow for both teams. I'd love to see you do well, but I think the way the results have gone so far with only a game or two left for both sides, I do think they'll struggle to stay out of that bottom spot and it's going to come down to that decision. Um, I think Alan Gales would probably miss out if I'm based on what I've seen so far this year. I think Alan Gales could be in line for a very, very tough a couple of games. Again, I've loads of friends in Rubshambo. I'm going to get absolutely hammered for that. Uh, but again, please prove me wrong. I'd love to see you prove me wrong, but I do think Alan Gales are going to struggle uh, to stay up this season. Uh, the final game uh, in the other half of the draw, at least, um, Mohal and Fina on Friday night. I was at this game. Did you catch any of it at all over the, the weekend? or were you No, I didn't. I was watching. I, I was at, we, we were on game on Friday night as well, but um, I, I was following on Twitter. Um, the signs, the signs of Fina, yeah. If I if, if I was from Fina, I'd be saying, yeah, this is okay. We're we're we're, we're we we we've we've lost this 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 little battle, but the war is still there to be won. Um, you know, Mohal have been very convincing to date. You know, I suppose we're all kind of saying Mohal are well ahead of the chase and stuff like that. But what the other contenders here are just trying to do is they're trying to quantify well how close can we get. And when the big day comes, are we capable of doing anything to take them out? And, you know, that's the question that we're looking for. Like, okay, Mohol 121 is a massive score. You know, like eight-point defeat is not, it's not the worst thing in the world for Fina at this stage of the season to Mohol. Like, Mohol are, are the team who, who are in the ascendancy. From Fina's point of view, you know, can they, could they contend with Mohol? And I suppose from their point of view, seeing them earlier in the championship rather than later is pretty better in the knockout stages, because the further Mohol go, the more difficult it's going to be to take them out. Um, and look, at for Fina's point of view, like, we can't use bad language on the podcast, but, uh, perfectly, but they're going to have to get off the pot at some stage. And and I think, you know, that this year is a good test for them. Um, they're showing good colours, but they have to, they're going to have to win one of these big games and put themselves in, in, in that position to take on a Mohol or get to the semi-finals or final of a county championship. Um, you know, to really, really show their true metal. So, yeah, like Mole are, are currently uh, ranked favourites for the county championship. So it's up to everybody else to see who can dislodge them and can they find weaknesses in the Mohol setup. Uh, difficult, difficult to, to 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 see where they are. Absolutely, it was at the game on Friday night. I thought Fina missed Mark Keegan majorly in the heart of the defence and the shuffle around Connor Dwyer at the centre back. Um, did all right. But just then left holes elsewhere, and I just I'd worry for the size of Fina's squad in terms of the players that are actually going to make an impact. And I think that's where Mohol have the advantage. Level at halftime, courtesy of a last-minute goal against a uh, from Mohol, Fina worth three points up going into injury time in the first half, maybe even four points up, and probably actually no, not probably shaded the entire first half. They're the better side. First half wasteful, wasteful, and um, missed a lot of chances. And that's probably what ended it in the end. I think the, the heads dropped a little bit for that goal just before the break. And when they came out for a second half, and um, Mohol just, whatever was said to them at halftime, just that the right ingredients were put into that mix at, uh, by Liam Keenan or whoever was speaking to them at the, at the break. And uh, and they came out and they just they were ruthless in the second half. And 
Keep that's what's happening, I think. That's happening in most championship games um, that I've been involved with this season or, or, you know, have watched. The third quarter is the moving quarter. We're seeing it at all levels. It's happening at inter-county level as well. That The team that can that can exercise authority in that third quarter are generally running out winners. Um, the team that can come out after after halftime and, and, and put, put, the, put the pressure on in that third quarter are generally running out with games. You know that third quarter is becoming a crucial quarter you know, to get you know for for getting a clear. No team is lost in a no game is lost in the first half generally, but after halftime that period seems to be the one that's actually defining a lot of the games I'm seeing. Yeah, final game of the weekend at senior level, of course, was in Ahawillan and the hosts they entertained their near neighbours Balnamore Sean Hesslins two thirteen to nine points. The final score, ten point winner margin. For Ballinamore, of course, finalists back in 2019. They'll be looking to get back to that level again. Um, they've struggled. They're beaten in the first two games by Fina and Mohull, respectively. They'll be glad to get a win under their belt. And uh, obviously, they face into a, a final game as well that you would be expecting them to, to pick up points from this weekend against Alan Gales. So um, they look like they're going to seal probably third place in that group the way things are panning out. And they'll be looking forward to maybe a a semi-final against potentially Leitrim Gales or Manor Hamilton or Carrick, maybe. Yeah, well, I think I think from from Moore's point of view, like they're under pressure. Like Dominic's under pressure. Like Dominic Carrigan's in his third season in Balnamore. There's massive ex- expectation around Balnamore since he arrived. Um, you know, the fallen, I suppose, against Manor Hamilton. They'll say very unfortunately in the county final over the years ago, but but they're but they're they're starting. You know, this this is their year now. They, they need to be, you know, um, in contention to win this year. Um, or you'd imagine that Dominic will probably be moving on from Ballinamore. So it, it'll be a failed campaign from Dominic's point of view if he can't if he can't steer them. But you know, two losses in the first couple of games. I suppose the Fina game caught them cold. You know, they'll say you know that was a kind of a, 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 a kind of a blow against the head. The Ballinamore or the Mohol game probably you know very close. Um, but Ballinamore are there, thereabouts. You know, the question would be their forward line always. You know, in the last couple of seasons, do they have the forwards to win a county championship? Um, you know, that's ultimately where I think their their Achilles heel has been the last couple of seasons. You know, so have they improved that area of the pitch? Um, to score that amount in 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 in, in is not a bad return. You know, so you know if Ballinamore could fix that end of the field, um, I'd say absolutely they're they're championship contenders because that's been their their poorest point in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, let's take a little look at the Intermediate Championship over the last two weeks. We haven't obviously had a show last week, so we haven't really focused on the Intermediate Championship at all yet. Uh, first round games, Balneglare, 11 points, Anna Duff, 3-12, St. Pat's from O'Hare, 14 points, Ockenshielen, 9 points, Bornacula, 1-9, Avas, 2-9, Drumcurran, 1-11, Drum Riley, 1-12, and then round two played over the last weekend, uh, Avas, 1-13, Carrigallan, Eight points, good result there for the, the local derby for Ahavas. Recently promoted, of course, to this grade from the junior championship. They've hit the ground running with two wins. Ocasielan and Balnaglera, a one-point victory for Balnaglera there in Ocasielan on Saturday evening. Kiltubert and Anaduff was a draw in Anaduff, 2-8 to 1-11. Uh, Anaduff, of course, with the two goals in that encounter. Drum Riley, 4-10. Bornacula, nine points. Bornacula struggling at this moment uh, in that grade, they were beaten by Havas the previous week. So I suppose it's been a good return for Vincent McBride and, and his team. Uh, and um, over there in, in Havas, it's uh, nice for them to be back at intermediate level and to be 
top of the table, two wins from two. Well, again, you're talking about pedigree. Um, I have asked for one of these teams that have probably slipped back. You know, obviously not a not a massive not a massive catchment area, um, but massive pedigree. So they're probably getting back up. And to be fair to Finton, you know, nobody would know the game better. Um, you know, they're we talked about this when they when they were in the junior final, you know, about the bounce coming out of out of um you know, you know the, the the junior setup and and to be fair to have asked, they've shown the bounce. They've they've, they've bounced on and they've, they've they've really shown um they're more than capable in this intermediate championship. As we expected they would. I suppose the country was, you know, looking at Cortestra in the senior haven't done the same thing. You know, they haven't got the bounce, but maybe maybe there's a bigger gap between intermediate and senior than there is between junior and intermediate. You know, maybe that's maybe that's that, that's the story of 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 this. But like Vincent McBride, no better guy to have um have ass up and running. So look at they're they're coming in there as a dark horse for the championship. You know, um Barnacool are really struggling in that side of the draw. The other side is a lot more balanced, you know seems 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 to be at the moment. So yeah, Ahavas and Dramiley are going well. They're, you know, too like a, it's hard to write off those type of um, what I would call you know traditional teams. You know, they're they're coming at the right time and um, you know Dramiley a big score four ten like you know yeah those teams are starting to show a clean pair of heels. Doctor Sheelan's and Manadares and that are always going to be very competitive. And Adolf Kutubber is a really tight group, really tight group. We see games at a point, you know, winning games by a point like it's it, it tells you how competitive that that side of the group is. You know, and there's no. There's no clean pair of heels been shown, really. Absolutely. Some uh, nice, tight encounters down on that side of the draw. Uh, in terms of the junior championship, we take a quick look at it. Uh, in term- we also have two rounds of games played uh, two weekends ago. Balnamore, Sean Hestons versus Ahuillen. Uh, second teams, both 319 to four points. A heavy victory there for Balnamore. Ahuillen won't want to be reminded about that against their neighbours. Eslin, 115 to 112. A good result there for Eslin. A nice spread of scores. We've heard heard a lot about Connor Byrne he gets a lot of the credit down there in Eslin uh, very impressive on the day but had about seven or eight lads around him that all chipped in with some pretty impressive scoring performances as well that afternoon St Mary's went and plundered your own neck of the woods in Glencar Manor 1-8 to 5-12 the final score for the visitors down there while Mohill and Clune played out a, a nice a nice should I say uh, if there is such a thing local derby 1-10 apiece in Philly McGuinness Park, that obviously was ten days ago. Now, uh, played last Sunday week. Yeah, played yesterday. Carrie Gallen versus Balnamore. Sean Heslands, a big win there again for Balnamore. Second side, two thirteen to ten points, nine point victory for Balnamore in Carrie Gallen. While Glen Farrell and got their season up and running, one fifteen to three points away in Ahawillan. Clune, a big win in Manor, three twelve, three twenty one. Should I say? Eight points to matter, 22 points the difference there. And St. Mary's Clotard, 15 points and a Duff second side, three. So a good few second teams in that grade. Only, of course, the three first teams, all with wins. Um, Essen not playing this weekend, but they did win on the opening weekend. Clune, a draw in Mughal and a win in Manor. While Glenfire and Kilty, they got their season up and running with a, a decent victory away to Ahawillan. And I suppose junior football, we, we did live commentaries of the junior games last week. To be honest... Uh, we've we've discovered that anyone who wants to know what's going on in the junior football world in this county goes to the junior football world in this county. We, the numbers were were just not we couldn't justify um, doing the commentaries again. We didn't have any interest in terms of people watching and listening. So um, yeah, we just stuck to the, the senior intermediate. But the junior games, nonetheless, attracted big numbers in terms of fans. And for those teams uh, that are down there, as we saw from Mahavas last year. 
there's a big interest in locally in those games. Aiden. Well, I would I would look at junior football, and again, if I'm St Mary's here, we'll draw in the junior championship today in St Mary's, um, our second team. I always feel the junior teams, the second teams of clubs, gives you a very strong indication of where the clubs currently are. You know, the fact that Ballinamore and Mohill are doing really well, you know, with their with their with their second you know, teams. Manor Hamilton is struggling a little bit. It, well, uh, it kind of gives a picture of where the clubs are as regards, you know, their resources and the number of players and all that kind of stuff and the quality, what's available. Like Mohol obviously are are the club that are, you know, they have massive, massive numbers and quality. So the bigger clubs you know, that's, 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 that's a good indication for me, along with the three teams, the, the first, you know, the, the only team, Eslin, Glenfarren and Clune, who you'd expect to be the three strongest junior clubs, or they should be, um, given that they're first teams. But the other one is always the one I, I'm interested in watching in junior football to see what the second strings are like, because it generally gives you a picture of where the overall clubs are um, as, uh, you know, as a whole. Like if a team, you know, is struggling in junior football, it means that their senior team ultimately could struggle in the foreseeable future. Um, and that's why I look at always look at junior football. So as well from Hamilton's point of view, my own club, that's the kind of a warning sign from Mary Hamilton that, you know, they need to have a quick look at that and see, you know, have the have they enough resources coming through and young players um, you know, to, to facilitate the senior team remaining competitive. That's you know that's something I would see. But you know, to be fair to the to the second teams um and third team or second teams in those groups you know, they're very, very strong. And what matters, matters stand out one that's not very strong. Yeah, of course, normally we do have some uh, post-match reaction videos as part of the show. We do have two from the intermediate grade this week. And that, of course, was the clash between Ochnashieland and Balneglera. So let's hear what the Balneglera manager, JP Kane, and Slechter with Ochnashieland, and, of course, one of your former teammates, Martin McHugh, had to say about their one-point difference at the end of the game. Balneglera, of course, winning that game in Ockham Shield. Here's what the two lads had to say to Seamus Gallagher. I have with me here JP Kane, manager of the Banner team. First of all, JP, well done. Uh, an arrow win there, but first win in the championship. You must be delighted. Your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, I think for, for long spells of the game, probably in the first half, we were, I think we went five, uh, four or five scores to no score up and, and again, we were dominating. Like we were pushing up on their kickouts. We were overturning ball and when they got into their into the forward line, we were back in groups, we, we, we overturned the ball and we got scores from it. And you know, when you overturn ball, when they, when they have down their forward line overturn ball and you get a score and you're in it, it's a sucker punch to the other team. And I think we've done that on numerous occasions. But yeah, look, uh, we were probably at the very end there, we were lucky to hold on, but I think we probably were. They got a goal at the very end and a couple of handy frees, like I taught myself. But look, at, we, we, we suppose we've we done enough, I think, to deserve to win the game. Yes, and you're three up at the break and four up near the end there and with a man extra. I suppose you, you were just um, beginning to wonder how to feel it got to go on the point, 11 matters. Uh, but fair play to us. Aaron McCauley was your hero in the end. But yeah, well, look at uh, I remember Aaron just at half time. He came over to me and he says, JP, he says, I'm playing terrible. You might have to take me off. And I says, look at Aaron. I suppose these 15 lads that were started on that, and we have a very small panel of players. We only have six subs and I believe in an awful lot of them. You know, and I says to Aaron, look at I says I believe in you. I think you'll, I, I think you'll, you'll turn the game. And, and as true as God, he did. He, he scored one one in the end in the second half. You know, so he yeah. did turn the game. Yeah, one one. I know it was a low enough scoring game. So yeah, one one was a, was a great return. Um, next week, big game again. 
Hold it on a hill. Yeah, like to, I suppose if you had to say at the start of the year before I went to Banadlera, your first game in the championship would be Anna Duff, your second game on the shield and then drum a hair, you'd say to yourself, Jesus, you couldn't get a worse start. Yeah, but Yeah, 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 yeah. But um no, drum a hair, look at we we're in a good spot now, so we are like I suppose if we had to lose today the pressure was on us, but uh, look at I we're going down to uh, I, I, I said yeah, I belief in these players, I'm going down next Friday night in Banadlera and I think we'll we'll if we play like the way we did there, I think we'd be very close again. I suppose we the last two times before I came to Banadlera, they lost in the championship be 20 points and the league be 18, but we got a draw in the league earlier in the year. So look, I think we might have, momentum might have swung a bit to us, but it's going to be a dogfight, we know that. And, and, and look, if, we, if, we're, if we're still in the, as I just said to the lads, every water break, if you're still in the game, and if we're still in the game at the last water break, I think we'll pull on because I think we're fit enough to do that. And, and so an interesting couple of weeks ahead for you. So we, we wish you the best of luck next week and in the rest of the championship. Thanks a million, and Seamus. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Seamus. Thank thanks you. JP. Okay, I'm joined here by Martin McHugh, Martin, former Leitrim goalkeeper, uh, still on the panel here with Dr. Sheelan and a selector of the Dr. Sheelan team. Martin, you're very welcome, but I have to say, tough luck. Close call in the end. Yeah, it was, we made hard work of it. Like, you know, we, we, we didn't really fire on all cylinders today. Uh, there's some lads missing as well. Uh, but we finished we finished up by just losing by a point. We got a goal near the end of the game, but I think Ballant Lair at the end of the day just wanted more, and that's why they came out uh, on top with a, with a one point win. Yeah, I know you mentioned it there. You know, you were missing um, one of the, the, the Collins there and uh, Sean McQueen, you think? Yeah, Sean's out with an, an injury, and one of the Collins out with a hamstring problem. Um, ben McGill went off there about near 10 minutes ago in the game with a hamstring problem, like, you know. So, um, uh, we still have a panel, like, but when you're missing three or four of your, your top players now, you're, you're struggling to try and uh, get your best team out there and try and get results. But uh, all is not gone yet. No, well, yeah, you have a big one next week against Kiltrubber, but at, at half-time, I think you were 5-2 down. You were four points down with not that long to go, and, you know, we said it on commentary, you have to need a goal to get back in this game. So you got the goal and the point to level it, you know, it was... Must have been really disappointing to lose it nearly at the last very yeah, end. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's hate. It's, it, you hate it when you when you when you work really hard and you, you come back with a goal and a point and you level and your things are your tails are up and all that. But then we start doing stupid things again. We give away some just stupid passes that allowed Ballantyre to get their hands on the ball again and get their their winning point. You know, so it's a learning curve for for a lot of these players. We have a lot of. Uh, Older players, but it's still we've a good few young players that are still learning the game. Like you know, it's all well and good playing playing football like that at underage, at under 18s and all that. But when you come up with the big boys, mistakes will crucify you. And really, that's what happened today. We just gave away a lot of silly ball, and Ballinadlair um, capitalised on it and got the scores when it counted. So you have two games played, no points yet. Under a little bit of pressure now to get something. So next week, I suppose it doesn't get any easier. Another local derby, mm. way to cover it. So, will you have any of the players back? Do you think for that, or? Um, I I don't know, Shams. To be honest, like uh, Ben, no. Uh, Sean McQueen is a back problem. Uh, Salmon, no. He's he torn hamstring as well. Um, I'm on the sidelines. I'm I'm trying to squeeze out the gate because Kevin wants to play in goal. So he, you know, he's there for that. And um, look, we we still have a, a team to um, to put together for next weekend. Like, you know, that's not the issue. It's, it's really to try and get uh, points on the board because you can't really wait for the last game. Uh, to try and get something like you know, so hope next Friday is going to be like a winner takes all. To be honest. So yeah, you're a long time playing football now, club and county, but still enjoying it. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Like you know, like it, it is no better place to be. Like um, you know, I, I still get the buzz when when I get my gear ready for a match or training. Um, I don't mind being on the sideline because, like I said, it's time. This time now, 
is the right time to, to train Kevin in the goals. Like, you know, and if he does have a bad game, I'm there to, to run on and do me bit. But, um, you know, it's, it's my drug, like, you know, it's, it's my oxygen that I love. I love the game and I love being on the field, rowing and shouting like an idiot. But at the end of the day, like, you know, win, lose, a draw, it's just that, that uh, feeling you get when you're, when you're out there with, with, with uh, teammates and all that. Well, look at enjoy it for as long and more as you can, <laughs> and the best of luck in the rest of the championship. And thanks for having the word with us. No problem, Seamus. Thanks, thanks very much. Thank you. Martin McGowan, uh, Alan Gale's manager, but not this weekend. No game for you this weekend. You were on media duty with Ocean FM at the Leach and Gales game. I, I suppose we might as well start with you. Be racking senior management. How has that been? Uh, your return to the the dugout. Well, I suppose it's been very different, Breffney, from um, from the last time I was involved. You know, I suppose a couple of years ago, uh, I, I got involved with, with Eslin. Um, uh, my good friend Joe Reynolds, you know, uh, asked me to come and get involved with Eslin. And, you know, Eslin are the smallest parish in Leitrim and they're operating off a very limited number of players and that. And... The minute I went into Eston, there was a real family feel to the whole atmosphere there. And, you know, it, it was great. And I loved every minute of it. I spent two years there. And I can't I can't say that I regretted a single moment there. And I suppose last December, I, 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 I took a break from it then. But last December, I got a call from Alan Wynn on behalf of the Alan Gales players to ask me, would I consider coming into Drumshambo? And I suppose, you know there'll be a couple of jobs that'll be very dear to my heart and one of them obviously would be my own club Alan Gales you know I suppose I, I I devoted a large amount of my time when I was young playing with Alan Gales and you know through my 20s and that and you know I, like I suppose I picked up serious injuries playing with the club that ultimately finished my career a little bit earlier than I would have liked and that you know but I, I mean I still wouldn't trade any of that for what I'd done in the past as a player and that. So when I was asked to come and get involved with Alan Gales, you know, it really was a, a no-brainer for, for me and that. And it, it's a very unusual time to be going into management because there's a very unreal feel about the whole thing, Breffney, I suppose, with the COVID. You know, at, at the very start there, you know, like, I mean, you were only limiting players to individual sessions. You were handing them out running programmes and getting them to go and do that sort of thing yourself, you know. So for the first three or four months of the year, you really are dependent on what the players are going to put into it. And you've no real control other than the information and the sessions that you're giving out to them. So that was very much different to what I would have experienced in the past. And then come the changeover when we were allowed to have the sessions again, I suppose we started getting back to some sort of normality uh, and that, you know, but I, I suppose in a way we were hit with an absolutely massive wave of injuries. Um, I think I, I intimated this to you before. We nominated a first 13 for the league, you know, which would be considered our, our, probably our 13 best players, followed by a, a, another 11 for the second team and we felt that we had enough players to put out a third team and we did put out a third team in the league and what I found was that with actually impact injuries like you know I, I, I hear a lot of teams complain about getting hamstring injuries and stuff like that Brefney, you know and we've been very lucky in that regard like in the, since the year started we've only had one hamstring injury really but um all our injuries have been coming from impacts. Like we have four broken bones at the moment, four broken arms, I should say, at the moment in Alan Gales. Guys that broke an arm or broke uh, broke a bone in their hand, whatever it was, you know, through an impact injury in a game or in a training situation. We have a, a broken nose and we actually had another player only this week that had to be taken to hospital by ambulance over an injury he received in the game against Ah Willen. So, I mean... 
that in itself has been very difficult for us in that but we've been operating with a much smaller panel than we would have envisaged at the start of the year. Yeah, it's it's been a tough year for you as well, though, in terms of how the championship has gone. Uh, Mohan have been flying this year, um, and you met them in the first game. Um, I know we spoke to you immediately after the game, or Declan Moran did, um, but how has it been since then? Because obviously, Yahoo went in last week, good first half, faded away in the second, at least on the scoreboard. Uh, what has the, I suppose, the reality of, the, of that return to action been like for the club? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, it's, I suppose, from an outsider looking in, you know, you look at the scoreline and it doesn't look great, but it doesn't tell, it doesn't tell the whole tale, really, Breffney. I mean, uh, we had a man sent off in the first half on a black card for 10 minutes. And in that 10-minute period, I will and tagged on three points to no score for us. And we had a man sent off then on a red card uh, after 12 minutes of the second half. And in the 18 minutes that remained, I will and tagged on another eight points without reply from us. So when you take those 11 points out when we were down to 14 men, really and truly, the scoreline all of a sudden looks completely different. Like the game was very even between the two teams up until the sending off. Now, I mean, at the end of the day, I will and utilised the extra man very well. We found it difficult to cope with being down to the 14 men and that. And ultimately, you know, it has put us in a situation now where we are looking at these last two games where we probably need to win both games in order to make the quarterfinals. And ultimately, Refney, that's going to be our target over the next couple of weeks. The, the morale within the players, I have to say, has been quite good. You know, there's been a good attitude. They've knuckled down and they've worked hard in the last in the last couple of weeks since the Mohal game, really and truly. You know, they have they've put their shoulder to the wheel. But as you well know, we still haven't got all our players back. And we're just at the moment now, we're trying to integrate the few guys that we have back in. Uh, Caleb Duffy came back to the country there last Friday. Uh, actually, the day, I beg your pardon, the day before the Aha Willing game. So we have him back in just over a week now and that. So we're trying to integrate him back into it. Martin Byrne has just returned there on last Thursday night. So again... These are two big players for us, or there will be two big players for us. But, you know, it's a big task to integrate those guys at such short notice into the squad now, Brevney. I suppose, Martin, the only question I put to you, um, we spoke about this, I suppose, at length over the last couple of years, about, you know, um, Alan Gale's proud tradition and all and all the history in the club. And, you know, in I suppose in our time of playing, Martin, and you know, your club's prominence, and I suppose knowing how dear the club is to you. I suppose your job here, I suppose, is it's 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 not a, sh a one-off hit. You know, you're going to have, an, have a full album out of this by the time you're finished because you're going <laughs> to have to stick with this plan, you know, to bring Alan Gales back. And I suppose the, the, the championship, I suppose, takes on a different light in that context is you need to keep Alan Gales a senior football for next year and you want to try and, you know, build and build and build. And the reality, I suppose, is the challenges ahead of you, you know, the next two games, Balnamore and Fiend are two their growth path as teams, you know, than you are at the moment. So I suppose the job really is, I suppose, you know, from externally looking at it, you know, you're always the optimist like your like your good father was before you, yeah? uh, but the glass always been three-quarter full. You know, I suppose from my perspective, I'm asking you, I suppose, staying in senior football is probably the main target at this stage to make sure that Alan Gales are, if you're in a quarter-final of a championship, you're in senior football for next year, and that's the bottom line. So I suppose, is that the primary target, like? 
It, it absolutely is the primary target. Of course it is, Aidan. You know, I, I mean, there, there is a school of thought, I, I suppose, around Drumshambo, and I've heard it creeping in uh, for a while now that maybe we might be better off going down to intermediate and rebuilding and coming back up. And, you know, it, it's not it's not a school of thought I agree with, Aidan. You know, it's like what we discussed earlier on off camera about the two-tier system, you know, and that, you know, I mean, your your ambitions, if you, you know, if you are going to improve as a team, you have to be playing against better teams and you have to be playing a better standard of football. And ultimately, you know, that's what we want in, in Alan Gales. Now, it's not an easy task because everybody wants the same thing. And I suppose you have a couple of very big clubs there, as you mentioned, like Fina, I mean, are one of the big up-and-coming clubs you know, and you know, I suppose from an outsider looking in, you would be saying to yourself, you know, there has to be a senior championship within this Venus squad with all they've done at underage, you know, and you're, you're waiting for that to happen for them. Now, if Fina are going to wait for it to happen, it won't happen for them. They have to make it happen themselves, you know, and I would say the same absolutely has to apply to Alan Gales. Like we've had a, a small bit of success at underage. We had a, a minor, a minor championship last year, which was great. We had a minor B championship the year before. We, we're, you know, we've been going quite well at under thirteen and under fifteen level at the moment within the, within the county. And that our teams are performing very well. We've got a lot of things right at underage. We've huge numbers coming out, you know, on on Saturday mornings with the club at underage. So for me, I think there's a responsibility on me as the manager and also on the players that represent the club at senior level to keep that flame going for all those younger players that when they come through you know that they can step into them step into the in, into the task of of keeping the club going at senior level I, I have seen it and i can't remember any team bar one over the last number of years that has got relegated and come straight back up. The only one that springs to mind is Melvin Gales, Aiton. So if you go down intermediate, yeah. it's 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 it really is. It's a it's a dog fight. It's an absolute dog fight down there. You know, uh, to go Pretty back sure down to intermediate. Every every happy. division, Martin. This year, they had got, they went oh. down in nineteen. Technically, came up in twenty. So they're back in, yeah. in the senior grade this year. But your point is valid. Your point is valid. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so difficult. It's so difficult to get back up to get back up to uh, from intermediate to senior there. You know, and look at going back to when I was a player, Aiden, and and you. I remember. I remember when we played Aiden back in the mid eighties uh, when we first went on to our our, our adult teams in in Manor Hamilton, but. Manor Hamilton and Alan Gales were junior clubs. We were Correct. contesting the junior yep. the junior championship back then, Aiden. And I suppose we got we got promoted from junior in eighty seven and then intermediate in eighty nine to make our way up as far as as far as senior. And we've been there ever since. So from that perspective, you know, I I would hate to be going back down. You know, I really I think you know we'll be leaving no stone unturned, Aiden, to try and remain in senior level. Well, look, Martin, I totally agree with you. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was out of Hamilton last night and, you know, I had a look at the game and there was a kind of a social event on, a kind of, um, but we that discussion did come up and it was in the company of Pori Grooney and John Connolly and some stalwarts in Manor Hamilton. And yeah. that conversation came up about the, about the late 80s and, you know, the progression of the club through that period. But you know something, you know, there's a there's something in growing from that level that brings a club, you know, from one team, into multiple teams and the growth of a club, but I would say Alan Gales are not in that position, Martin, because you've already done that work, you know. And yeah. 
you really shouldn't have to be redoing that work. Is the is the point? And I know, you know, some team has to be has to be relegated, and some team has to you know promote. But I would say, from Alan Gale's point of view, that the club is too big. From an outside point of view, looking into the club, to say Alan Gales would be in intermediate football, you know, in Leitrim, because I don't think it's good. And we just discussion off camera as well as suppose about the development of football in the county and where we are and all that stuff. Like we need as many top clubs in in the top grade as we possibly can. Um, I'm not saying I'm not degrading any other teams in the in the in the championship, but I'm well, saying the clubs well, with pedigree well, with pedigree need to be up there, you know, for the betterment of Leitrim football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it, no team has a God-given right uh, to no, senior staff. True. Yeah, you know, and and you know, and uh, you know, there's no such thing as a team being too big to go down. Like in the past, in the past number of years, like we've seen Ballymore, who were stalwarts and leads from for many, many years. You know, mm. twenty titles, the most titles in the county, and they had to go down to intermediate and were down there for a number of years before they got up. Ahawillan, a great club, especially through the eighties and early nineties, and that they were the, they were the team to beat as well. You know, in, in Leitrim. They spent a period of time down in inter- intermediate rebuilding before they came back up. Um, my point is that no team has a God-given right to automatically no, assume yeah. that they're going to be there. So you, if you're not prepared to keep working at it, you know, you you won't just get, you, you won't get the rewards out of it. And it's the point that I suppose that I'm, yeah. that I'm trying to make ultimately, you know. Martin, uh, you were on duty, obviously, as we said last night, in Leitrim Gales as well, with their clash with Melvin Gales. Um, you've also watched a lot of these teams over the last few years, as part of your role on the on the stream set up from Leitrim GA. Um, you've been much closer to the action this year, but you've had a chance maybe to have a look at some of the teams around you. Who's impressed yeah. you from the other clubs? Who do you think is going to be there or thereabouts come the end of the season? Well, you absolutely just can't look past Mohol. I mean, you know, they really are playing awfully well at the minute, and they've got a very, they've got a very strong squad of players now. Uh, you know, I mean, when when you look through their starting fifteen that has gone out the last couple of days, and you know, every team manager is going to be looking for little chinks, you know, as to where they can exploit, you know, a team. And you just take a cursory look at that Mohal team, you know, and we looked at the, the starting 15 that played against us, obviously after the game, when we had a chance to analyse what happened in that game, you had 10 guys on that starting 15 that have county senior experience. 10 with county senior experience. The other five have all experienced a county under 20 or under 21 level, including Parik Tai, the goalkeeper, who played underage, county underage for Westmeath. You know, so there are very few chinks to be exploited there at the moment. And that's why, you know, Mohal are going to be there or thereabouts. And and certainly that shouldn't put off other teams. You would imagine, based on what Carrick and how they performed last year, you know, that they can't be too far away. They've got a very strong number of underage teams coming in behind the senior team that they had last year. They're a young team with lots of energy and enthusiasm. It was Mohal's experience ultimately that really beat them in the county final last year. And, and, and then, you know, you have Manor Hamilton haven't gone away. They're, you know, I mean, they have lots of players there with loads of pedigree behind them and that if they can string a couple of victories together, you know, it's amazing what a couple of victories can do for confidence and that. And then you're going to be looking at a couple of teams maybe that have recently come up from intermediate and that and have been building towards a better future. And the two that I'd spring to mind will be your own club, Refney and Leitrim Gales and FINA. And there's no doubt in the talent that both those two teams have. Whether they're ready enough to make the step up to senior level this year, 
I, I to winning a senior championship. I don't know if they're there yet. Certainly, what I've seen elite from Gills last night, I thought it was a very measured performance, a very controlled performance by them. I, I first thing I would say, it was clearly obvious that Melvin Gills were under strength. You know, they certainly missed the power and energy of Killian McLone out in the middle of the park. It resulted with them in having to have Dara Rooney out trying to compete and catch ball from kickouts, which he did on a couple of occasions. But like Colin Morton was supreme in the middle of the park. He was fielding ball. His kick passing was excellent. And the foundation was really built on a very strong half-back line. I mean, each member of the half-back line there, Leitrim Gills, they were all over six foot, big, strong men and mobile, which was more important than that. And I think between the... Between the three guys in the in the in the half back line, they contributed four points to the uh, uh, Leitrim Gales total. So they're not going to be a million miles away. And then you've got Fina, and and I mentioned this earlier about all the underage success that Fina have had, and that has been built on on a number of players that have been able to make the step up to county senior. Now, when you're coming into a situation, I suppose. You know, I, I, I can speak from personal experience in that we would have found ourselves in a similar situation back in the early 90s where we had won a junior championship in 87, an intermediate championship in, in 89, and we were well beaten in a semi-final by Ahawillan in 1990. And in 1991, we went into that we went into that year, we, we, we had managed to win a league game against Gortletra. And back in the early 90s, you know, you were measured against the big three in Leitrim, which were Balnamore, Ahawillan and Gortletra. You know, and if you could make inroads into those three teams, then you were ultimately going to be seen as a contender in Leitrim at that stage. Because it's fair to say, and I'm sure Aidan will agree with me, you know, back then, you know, it was it was one of those three teams that was going to win the championship every year. You never looked beyond one of those three teams. But we came from a situation in Allen Gales where we had also won a minor championship in 87. And we had a lot of players that had come up together through under 12, under 14, 16 to win that minor championship, to be part of that junior and intermediate championship wins. And we kind of stuck together in that. And we were fortunate enough that we had a very experienced manager in Frank McKeown and a good trainer in, in, in Eamon McGowan, you know, that got us fit enough to be able to participate at that level. But Frank McKeown also had the experience of several senior championships with Ballinamore. And he parted all that experience to us. And, you know, it was enough to get us over the line. Probably, uh, I'd say, if you speak to Ballinamore players of that era, and I know I've spoken to Barney, Barney Breen about this on many occasions, and I said they probably took us a little bit for granted. You know, but we got that little bit of luck maybe in that they took us a little bit for granted and we were there, we were able to take advantage of that. And that's what FINA have to look at now. FINA have the quality of players there. And if they're taken for granted at any stage in the championship, they have to be able to grab that opportunity with both hands. And that's the task facing FINA and also Leitrim Gales. But I, I would say FINA, you know, they're probably a year ahead of Leitrim Gales in the development. But I do expect both those teams to be knocking around the last four in the championship this year. Absolutely. Aidan, anything else before we wrap up, Martin? No, I suppose, I suppose the only question, Martin, about Trump Shambo or Aaron Gales, you know, you're rebuilding the club. You're rebuilding, you know, the, the the kind of ethos and, you know, what has always been the strong. What kind of player base have you got now? What age What age group are the players you have? Is, is it, well, yeah, well, is well, it we, young we, primarily? 
It's primarily young players, yeah. It's primarily young players. Like we had five lads came through from last year's minors, and indeed two of them at 17 year old, at 17 years of age, have made their senior debuts in the championship in both the Mohol and the and uh, and the Ahawillan game. Um, but we also have a few experienced heads there, like James Flynn and Alan Wynn, both of whom weren't fit to start against against um, Mohol. They've both come back into the team from the Ahawillan game. You know, they green. Bring, bring great experience with them. But then after that, we would have maybe a few guys maybe hovering around the age of about 30. And then we'd have a lot, a lot of guys maybe in their in their mid-20s now. But primarily, we're backboned by a lot of guys between the age of 21 down to 17 at the moment, Aidan. We would have a, a large number of guys, maybe about of, of, our, of our senior squad, let's just say at the moment, I would say we have 11 guys maybe between the ages of 17 and 21, you know. And I suppose that's what we're trying to build from at the moment, you know, utilising the experience that we have. Uh, obviously, I, I would like to have a few more of the experienced guys back, you know, Brian and Thomas Mulvey, you know. I mean, you know, we've seen Thomas Mulvey playing with, with, with the Leitrim seniors in his time, and Brian Mulvey, you know, would be well known among among Leitrim club circles about, you know, the quality of player that he is. Like, they would be two important cogs in our squad, but we don't have them at the minute. Both those guys are in Canada and we're unlikely to have them for the rest of the championship. So, yeah. Yeah, from that perspective, Ed, you know, that's what we're operating at, at the minute. Okay. Well, listen, Martin, okay. Thanks very much for joining us. It's greatly appreciated. I know you're a busy, busy man. Uh, thanks for bringing us back, reminiscing about going from junior to senior in the mid '80s. I did too. Only for me, it was from junior infants to senior infants. So uh, you're making me feel young, at least. Gents, thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk to you, Martin. We'll chat to you, I'm sure, on the sideline of a pitch somewhere along the season. We start we talking to you, Martin. I talk to you soon, Martin. Absolute gentleman, thank you so much to Martin for joining us and uh, sharing his opinion on what's going on on the fields up and down the county over the next couple of weeks and the last couple of weeks, of course. Let's take a look forward to this weekend's action. And of course, we are back in action as ever on Friday night with some uh, big, big fixtures. We're going to start with the intermediate grade because they are the two games taking place on Friday night. And Kiltubber and Ockham They'll do battle on Friday night in Kiltubbard. It's a, a local derby. It's the first championship match in Kiltubbard's new premises there in Kiltubbard. A fantastic new facility. Congratulations to all involved in that. I know they've played a couple of league games there, but it's going to be a big night for them. Balneglera and Drumahair, another North Leitrim derby, although they're either side of the county. Both those games thrown in at 7 o'clock on Friday night. And then we'll stick with Intermediate while we're there. Carrie Gallen and Drum Riley, another local derby. That's at 7 p.m. on Saturday, while Borna Kula and Drum Kieran will do battle also on Saturday evening. In the Senior Football Championship, where most of the focus will be this weekend, it's the fourth round of games. We have Fina and Ahawillan at 7pm in Fina, Balnamore and Alan Gales. They'll do battle, as we heard about from Martin, uh, on Saturday night. Again, all these games Saturday. Gortletra host Leitrim Gales, while St Mary's Kiltar will make the journey to Kinlaw to see if they can seal their place in the quarterfinals this weekend and pile a little bit more misery on Kinlaw and Melvin Gales that they have been going through this year. It's their last game. They're virtually guaranteed, as we've mentioned earlier in the show, uh, a place in the quarterfinals, but a point against St. Mary's would rubber stamp that for them. So uh, they'll be looking to do that if they can at all. They've had some really good battles over the last couple of years uh, at senior level. Uh, they met each other in both of the last year's championship and they've thrown up some really, really intriguing battles. They've knocked each other out over the last two years. Um, they won't knock each other out this time around, Aidan, but they uh, they like coming up against each other. 
Yeah, Melvin Gales are in a bit of a bit of a spot now. You know, the the season's kind of turning away on them a little bit. And you know, I know Kelly McDonald last weekend is a big loss to them and they'll need to they'll need to dig out something against Carrick if they're gonna have any chance of progressing in the championship. They're gonna have to get a performance. And I think at the minute, you know, Melvin Gales, James, they're gonna they're gonna want a performance. They're gonna to want to get a level of performance up. You know, funny, we're just talking about them here, you know, the Manor Hamilton game, you know, Manor Hamilton won that game comfortably, which is very unusual for um, a local derby with Glen Carmanor and Melvin Gales for a game to be won comfortably. And that's kind of, you know, so Melvin Gales want to get away from that now this weekend at all, if they can at all with Carrie coming down and try and try and get a, you know, a performance up that will give them because as you spoke on, yeah, it looks like Barra, a, a strange series of results. They're going to be in the quarterfinal of the championship. And it looks like they're going to be facing Mull on the far side. So, you know, they're going to have to have, um, you know, something something ready as regards um, performance level up at a different level from where they've been the last couple of weeks. Incentive is. And then they have a bit of a break to their quarterfinals. So they're not out the last weekend. So they'll probably have a chance to get something done in that time as regards, you know, maybe challenge games outside the county and try and re- reinvigorate themselves a little bit. But a performance against against um, Carrick is, is 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 vital for them. Yeah, any of the other games, uh, tweak your interest. Of course, your main focus, I suppose, will be rightly so on, on St. Mary's and Sligo at the moment, uh, in the middle of championship action yourself. But uh, you were at Manor's game last week. Would you would you like to pick a game over the weekend? Do you get too many Leitrim Cup games? Well, as many as I could get to. Just um, our game was on Friday night this week um, because of the Sligo Miners involved in the Learning semi-finals. So, Unfortunately, from now on, we're back into ordinary ordinary business as usual, Saturdays and Sundays, so it's very difficult to get out of uh, Sligo between um, playing matches and recovery sessions and all this kind of stuff that you have to um, oversee, and, and, and that is difficult to get away. But, yeah, I enjoyed the game matter last night. Like, Gortletra, you know, I was looking forward to seeing what they were like, you know, having come up and, you know, having spoken to Nile Woods here a couple of weeks ago on the show, um, you know, to see where Gortletra were at from an overall context point of view. And disappointing not to see Jack Heslin on the pitch. Um, you know, I know he's carrying an injury, but uh, it would have been a, 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 a far more interesting affair if Jack had played. Um, you know, a player of that quality. Or that's a really, I suppose, what we're saying in, all through the show is really, you know, the, the teams who are struggling cannot afford to be without players. You know, so he was a massive loss to Cordetra last night. Like, let's not under, underestimate Cordetra. were very competitive, and Colin McCran was banging away at full forward as if he had never, <laughs> as if time was that was stood still for him. You know, he was still a major threat. Um, early, early on in the game in particular but um, yeah it was very interesting to see a great crowd at Manorhampton last night in Bouton Bogan there was a great crowd at the game you know the interest is alive and well and you know the championship I suppose as we discussed earlier on the Leitrim championship doesn't really start to hot up till you get to the latter stages of the, of the group and, and, the, and the quarterfinals because there is you know a great window to get into the quarterfinal right along the whole way even up until the last game in the group stages so look at I I, I you know, Gortletra, Leitrim Gales, yeah. If I was Leitrim Gales, I'd be careful. I, 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 I know they're, they're, they're probably uh, well ahead, but at the same time, Gortletra are going to have to find something. They don't want to go into an Alan Gales playoff match having not performed um, to some level in the group stage. And the same can be said for Martin on the far side with Alan Gales. You know, the Ballon come, the, you know, traveling to Ballon to play them, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask when Balnamore just starting to gather ahead of steam now. And after the first victory last weekend, they're going to want to push on and you know lay down a marker before they before they get to the quarterfinal stage. So you know, I'd fear for Alan Gales in that game. 
Yeah, I suppose just to keep everything right, we better just run through the junior championship fixtures for the weekend as well. The junior B and C championships, you can see them down there below us on the screen in terms of who's actually going to be playing. So uh, best luck to the team starting in the junior B and C championships this weekend. Uh, in terms of uh, the final bit of news we're going to deal with on the show, and that is just the, the ladies, and of course your own club, Glencar Manor, are the, uh, the reigning senior champions in the county. Now, we want to try and explain this a little bit because it's very confusing. By virtue of the fact that Glencar Manor won the Connacht Championship, they uh, intermediate championship, they have been graded as a senior club. Now, no other club in Leitrim is actually technically graded as a senior championship so it's a little bit confusing so there was a suggestion that Manor would be in the senior championship on their own with no games to play thankfully and um, the county board have managed to come up with a compromise that keeps uh, Crow Park and the Connacht Council happy but also gives all the girls in the county football which is the most important thing and it gives them meaningful games so we now have a senior A and a senior B championship it's all the same set of fixtures there will be two distinct league tables one including Glencar Manor, one not including Glencar Manor. And to make it as simple as possible, the six teams in the Senior A Championship, the top two will contest the county final. If Glencar Manor don't make that, the final doesn't happen. And the actual semi-final will be the Senior A or the Senior B Championship. So there's a semi-final um, with the first versus fourth, second versus third and the two winners into the final. So Lancar Manor have to finish top two, essentially, for there to be a senior A final in the county. Um, it's all a little bit convoluted, but it does mean that, essentially, on paper, the same structure happens as last year, except it's a straight final for the top two sides, as long as Glencar Manor are there. Funny enough, they won the championship last year. They didn't finish top two in the group by virtue of a draw in uh, against St. Joseph's and a defeat to Balnamore on the opening day. So... You never know. You could have a team representing Leitrim in the Connacht Senior Club Championship this year that didn't even win their club championship. It's all a little bit convoluted, but it does mean, which is the most important thing, as we say, uh, that the clubs will get to play each other and they will have that little bit of competitive streak that we've seen really building nicely on the women's front in the county. Having completely confused, Jaden? Completely, Brethren. You've lost me at hello. That's good. All the girls are confused as well. It's fine. <laughs> But it, it does make sense on paper, at least. I think as people see it panning out, um, so the B Championship, effectively, none of the Glencar Manor results count towards that particular competition. So um, it just it's two different tables, one with the Glencar Manor results, one without the Glencar Manor results. All it really means is if you win all your games, you're going to be the senior champions in Leitrim this year, regardless of which club you're from. And I'm sure uh, we spoke to a couple of the girls over the weekend, and I'm sure they're going to be absolutely itching to get playing. Games kick off this, not kick off, they throw in this Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Bar one junior game, which throws in at four. The fixtures, you've seen them here on the screen on beneath us, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, but they do happen over the next couple of days. Sean Heston's they host St. Joseph's, St. Francis host Mohol, while Kiltubbard and Glencarm and Hamilton, the holders, as we say, they'll do battle in the senior championship, uh, in the junior, in the intermediate championships at Bridget's and Drumcurran, They'll do battle last year's junior champions versus the team relegated from senior, while Kildra Gales and St. Mary's play the second game, Drummer Hare, with a bye. While Fina and Anuf, the two first teams in the junior grade, they will play each other with the two second sides, 
drummer here making a short journey to Manor to play their second team as well in the junior grade. Now, we caught up with some of the team captains across the clubs at the launch of the championships on Saturday in Drushambo in the home of St. Francis or Alan Gales, depending on what point you're looking at. Here's what uh, PJ Ryan, who's secretary of the county board, and some of the captains and representatives of the clubs had to say about their side's chances and their preparations so far. PJ Ryan, Secretary of Leitrim Ladies County Board. It's been uh, an interesting couple of months as we await the championship. We didn't really know what the championship would even look like until earlier in the week. Um, talk to us maybe about what that structure is and the A Championship and the B Championship and why that change has happened. Okay, Brefni, and uh, thanks for coming today to our launch, our second year in a row. We've had a launch here with the clubs. Uh, well, basically, the, the A and B came about because Manor Hamilton won a senior intermediate Connacht title, which actually meant they were the only senior club in Leitrim. So to facilitate you know, Manor Hamilton and give them some football, we came up with a, an A and a B championship, which you know, under the LGFA rules, we, we could do that within the county. It does mean, uh, I suppose, on the face of it, that there's very little change to to the senior championship. There will be no semi-finals in the A senior championship That's this correct. year. Yeah. Straight final with the top two sides. Yeah. Um, and of course, then you've got the B championship for the the non-Glencar Manor teams. Yeah. So what would have had they been forced out, like was a potential uh, option here for the for the county board to take. Uh, it's what that championship would have looked like anyway. So the teams all play each other. Manners games count in the A and they're excluded in the B. That's correct, yeah. And I suppose, look, we felt, I suppose, look, a lot of the clubs felt too, as they voted on this at a county board meeting, that it was important to give Manor Hampton games and, you know, make the championship as competitive as, as could be and enjoyable for people to come and watch games like it was last year. Um, so overall, I think it was, you know, a good, positive outcome for football in Leitrim, which, you know, we only have six clubs in Leitrim, you know, that were senior, so we're going to try and maintain competitive football within the county. Some would argue that they're not even senior, they're only intermediate. Yeah, well, that's yeah, the whole yeah, situation yeah. we found ourselves in. At the same time, it means games for everybody this summer, which is only good yeah. news. And we said this summer, it's almost September. It and is, we're yeah. back to school almost as yeah. soon as the games get thrown in. Um, has it been frustrating, although it's been as a result of the success of the county team? So I suppose it's it's a little bit of a, a positive news story, really, to be starting so late. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I haven't got any too much negative feedback from clubs about it. Like, you know, I, I don't know that fully all the clubs understand, you know, that we can't begin until the senior team finishes which you know and this year they were they got to a quarter final of an Ireland which was success going on from last year um, we had the spring league went on you know a bit later um, but now clubs are ready to go and looking forward to starting football next next on the 29th of uh, September of course they have the break of of all, sorry, 29th, 29th, of, 29th of August. You, you talked about the Spring League. Yeah. How much of an addition has that been to the whole uh, uh, landscape here in, in ladies football? Because it's given girls games that traditionally mightn't have seen much game time and they've been getting full games and, and good appearances under their belts in the last few weeks. Yeah, I think, look, definitely it was a great addition to a lot of clubs um, that, you know, they, they got to play football when we mightn't have had any games on at all. Um, and as well as that, look, clubs had to play without their county players, so that gave that gave other girls at the at the, at their clubs football. You know, give I think football for the whole team rather than just you know maybe they're starting fifteen that would play game on game on game like um, every week. So yeah, I think the spring league was definitely like last year. I think we started we, only one game got played and then it got shelved because of the COVID. So it was good to get it finished out, and it was a good addition and probably obviously something we're going to hold on to in the future if the LGFA continue with this split season that we're going to have. 
Yeah, in terms of I suppose where we are today, we're here in Drumshambo at the launch of the the championships, the club championships here in the county. Um, some real excitement last year. Glen Carmano winning their first title. Um, can we see them repeat that feat? Will we see a new name on the title? Can St Joseph's come back and and win again, or how do you think it's going to play out? Or do you really, from your point of view, does it really matter? It's just about getting the games and and, and seeing how how each team evolves through the season. I, I think you know it's about seeing how each team evolves through the season. You know, I could say you could, there was a lot of like I saw some of the St Joseph's players last year. They came up to a junior game that their team was playing, and you could really see, you know, the hurt on their you know on their faces, and that you know I'm sure they'll be pushing to come back. And good to have you know a new team up there, Mohol this year. I'm sure they're going to they don't want to be up there just to come straight back down. But the other divisions equally is interesting. You know, we have Drum Kieran up for the first time. You know, in a while in intermediate. They were going to want to not go back down either. Like um, now, the junior we have four teams as junior. You'd always like to have more. You'd like to have six in the junior to make it competitive. But look, Manor Hamilton are going to be as competitive as they were last year. Fina, they're they're going to not. They're going to want to be in a final again and 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 above. And also, we have Drummer here this year. In the they're putting in a second team into the junior, which is going to be good. Excellent. So lots of games to look forward to. Excellent, lots of games to keep uh, all appetites whetted over yeah. the next few weeks and months. Uh, PJ, congratulations on a successful launch of the championships and the best of luck for the season. Thank you very much, Bertley. Thank you. Melissa Hewitt, uh, another year coming into this season as champions. Uh, nice position to be in. Oh, it is, yeah, but we're just trying to focus on this year and not dwelling on last year, so new year. <laughs> now, of course, there has been a whole load of ifs, buts and maybes coming into this year's campaign because of your Connacht Championship success. There was talk that you wouldn't be able to take part in the Championship this year. That's all been resolved, thankfully, in the boardroom. Uh, and you're looking forward to just getting out and playing games against the, the five teams at senior level in the county with you. Um, what's been the mood in the camp over the last few weeks when that little bit of uncertainty was happening? Well, I suppose it's been really frustrating, kind of not knowing where you stand. But thankfully, we pulled together as a team and we just kept taking over and just preparing for what might or might not happen so we're just kind of going to put that behind us now and just focus on the future and thankfully we've all stuck together and kept going of course uh, your team renowned for having some fantastic young players coming through uh, you're one of the slightly <laughs> older ones apologies uh, but there's a very nice blend of youth and experience in that squad talk to us about I suppose what you would have taken from last year's championship win and what that brings when you come into this championship campaign as champions because you've never had that experience before no, we haven't, um, I suppose, that before, but um, I suppose it's given us confidence. Like, we always kind of had a bit of doubt and, um, and that behind us, but we have a new confidence now, and the younger players are, I suppose, having them at training pushes everybody on, and, you know, competition for positions as well, and, you know, training's nearly as hard as any game, you know, so I suppose with both the experienced players and the, the youth, we kind of push each other on. In terms of the team this year versus what we saw on the field last year, any major changes? Are we looking at more or less the same personnel? Um, yeah, more or less the same. Um, so Cammy's not with us this year for a while, but um, Michelle is just equally as capable to do the job. So more or less, yeah, more or less the same team. Okay, well, listen. In terms of uh, the championship ahead, the very best of luck. Uh, better explain to listeners and, and viewers as well that uh, you can't win the senior B championship because of this uh, compromise that's been reached. So, top two teams—that's what you're aiming for to get to a, a county senior A final and repeat last year's championship success. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's very, very confusing, but I suppose we just try to take every game as it comes and hopefully come out on top and go from there. <laughs> well, listen. Best of luck this year in the championship.
Thank you. <laughs> Katie Dagnan, captain of Ballinamore Shona Hesslands, uh, beaten finalist last year. Sorry to bring that up, <laughs> but um, this year, obviously, going into the championship with a, a new vigour, two competitions to play for this year: the A and the B competition. Uh, what's the the mood like in the Ballinamore camp? Yeah, the mood is good. I mean, from last year, we've we've learned a lot. Obviously, from the final, we were we were devastated, but. You know, we made club history that was great, but now we're, we're looking to, to move on. Um, the mood in the camp is really good this year. Uh, we have a lot of new girls as well, younger girls coming up that have actually been quite dominant uh, this year so far on the pitch. So it's great to see that we have, you know, quality in numbers as well. So it's been fantastic. In terms of the Spring League, I know I was at one or two of your games and uh, there was huge numbers out for the club, despite been missing the couple of girls that were away with the county. Um, Who's caught your attention maybe of these youngsters coming through? Who can we keep an eye out for? Or is it fair to ask you? <laughs> Definitely uh, two young ones that have really come on in the last year, I suppose, is Molly Murphy and Emma Honeyman. Uh, they're runners and uh, they can read the game really well. They're just, they have a great impact on uh, both the back line and uh, pressing forward. So they'd be one to watch, definitely. In terms of the championship, obviously, uh, slightly new structure this year because uh, the issues with Glen Carmona, we're not going to get into that here and now, but in terms of the, the mindset of the players in your group, does that change anything? Have you spoken about the B championship structure or, or how does that work? No, well, we have spoken just as a group, you know, management and team, but other than that, nothing really, nothing else has uh, really come to pass. I mean, we've just, we've one job to do and that's it, whether it's senior A or senior B, we still have to go out and play matches, so there's no real um, talk or confusion. We just just need to get a job done that's all obviously last year ended at the, at the final stage um, probably a little bit surprised maybe even to everyone outside the camp that you got there but yeah. you did on merit um, some fine performances early on in the championship particularly um, what's the, the mindset this year are you looking to move out and cause a surprise in the first again like you did last year absolutely yeah um, I mean it was fantastic to get to the final last year and we we done so well we'd be really hoping to, to do the same again and push on um, but I suppose it's we learned a lot from it. We're a different team now this year. We're, we've a little bit more experience, and uh, as I said, the the quality of the squad as well. That's with the subs and young people coming in has been excellent. So we're we're different, but uh, we'll we'll definitely try our best. Your boys team, not to mention the war, but the boys team have been struggling a little bit this championship. Yeah. Obviously, we're recording this before uh, their game this weekend. Um, do you ha take any notice in what's happening in other aspects of the club in terms of teams that are winning or losing? It's just very single focused. On not really. On, so. Obviously, we go out and we we always support the the men's team and uh, we always hope for the best with them. But no mentality is always within our own camp, and um, we kind of keep it like that. And if you know if the boys are going well, I suppose it does give it, the club a good uh, uplift, and I suppose subconsciously that might give us um, a bit of a, an uplift as well but no we're very much in our own camp as well excellent listen the very best of luck to you and your thank you as you prepare for another championship season and going in this time maybe as a title challengers that might not have been a tag that you've had previous to championships before so, no so well done thank you thanks a million Elaine McGovern, another year, another championship. Uh, you're not unfamiliar to the final stage of the championships. Bit of a blip last year, and not uh, winning after three on the bounce. What's the mood like in the camp at the moment? Um, uh, everyone's looking forward to getting back out and playing competitive games. Um, it was great to have the spring league there uh, to get games under our belts, and now great to have the county girls back and looking forward to performing in the championship. Hopefully, that's biggest disappointment I suppose was performance last year. So looking forward to getting back out. You mentioned the league final, I suppose. Not really a happy hunting ground recently <laughs> here for you and Shambo. Yeah. Um, what was the mood like after that game in terms of, I suppose, the, the mindset and where you were coming into the championship? 
Um, yeah, I suppose we were we were actually really happy. We've uh, a lot of county girls and a lot of young girls got football play in that spring league. We weren't expecting to get to the final in it at all, so we were very happy um, and just great to to get the game and build younger girls up for going into championship. Then, have you unearthed any gems? I know there's one or two little tricky <laughs> forwards I spotted <laughs> at games over the, the the earlier games in the in the competition that looked impressive looked like they could have a future with the club oh definitely there's there's great young girls coming up there so it's brilliant to see um at all levels there's one or two if we can grab one or two every year it's uh, it's great um yeah no there there's a few few crackers we'll hopefully see it down the line anyway in terms of i suppose the expectations going into this year's championship obviously three wins out of four in the last few years um can you get back to the the top of the summit again is that the, the goal going into this year's championship um going to take it game by game i guess and see how we get on but uh, that, that's where everyone wants to be but there's um huge competition there so nothing's going to be easy in the championship just um Ballinamore next weekend that's what we're looking at now everyone's giving me that stuff <laughs> in terms of the the overall championship I suppose well done on a, on a really impressive spring league campaign for for your club girls not missing the county players mm -hmm. I know the bringing back in some of those players I know there's a few injuries in the camp as well mm -hmm. um but the very best luck to you this season and uh, best you. luck in the championship thank you very much Stephanie Reynolds, another year, another championship, uh, just a week to, to throw in uh, for St Francis. What's the excitement like in the camp? Um, we're all gearing up to it, I suppose. We had our spirits lifted when we won the league final and then we we're brought down to earth again and to refocus again for the championship. So I suppose we have our different goals now in sight and we're just happy to accomplish the goal we set out at the start of the year so far and we just have all the goals to achieve and that's, we just our mind has refocused and I suppose the backroom team has got us training well and I think we're going to well together as a team. Let's talk about that league final success because I think it's a, a pretty big day for the club and a pretty big statement of maybe where you are. Your first trophy at senior level in the club, as, in the county as well, so a big day for everybody involved. Uh, what was it like on the day here at home to play uh, St Joseph's and to, to come out with that trophy? At the end of yeah, the of course it's a major achievement, our first senior title um, as a team, so we we definitely were up for it. Um, the game was tough on the day, no doubt. You know, we were brought to the net at the end you know the goal between us so in the end I think our work rate and our the spirits we had from the crowd that got behind us and the management that riled us up for the day and um, really pushed us over the line so that experience kind of to that brought us from the start of the year to now. Uh, after a year's gap uh, we're back with familiar ish face in the dugout it wasn't with you last year but uh, had brought the club up to senior level over the years. Paul Martin, of course, back in the manager's seat. Uh, what difference has he made coming back into that role? Of course, yeah, to see him, to see familiar face back again, it's great. And to get to silverware, it's just an extra bonus. Paul has known the girls and knows the girls very well. So he's able to bring us on in ways that I suppose um, the out of our comfort zones. So he is um, definitely, as well as Gareth, and, and they're the backroom team that bring us on and they, they fully believe in us to go further and I suppose to have that belief in ourselves is a major thing to bring us to championship and to set out our goals and achieve them. Yeah, you've talked about goals a lot. What can you tell us about maybe what those goals might be? <laughs> what constitutes a successful championship campaign for St Francis? I suppose um, we want to take one game at a time. Um, to, if you know a game of inches I suppose to get over every you know um, line so we 
we're, our goals are not too far down the line because we just have to, Mohol is our first. Where we take it game by yeah. game. Well, Stephanie, listen, congratulations on that league win and the first senior title for the club. The very best of luck to you and to your teammates this season. Thank you very much. Thank you. Charlene Tyrrell, uh, first year back in the senior grade with Mohol after last year's intermediate championship success. Um, what's life like uh, in Mohol colours at the moment? Hey, good. I just got back to club training myself uh, last week there because we finished up with the county. Um, so, yeah, training's going well and uh, the girls are working hard. So it's good to be back with the club because um, last year we had the no county football until club was over. So it's different momentum to last year. But um, no, it's good. Good to be back with club and preparing for senior championship. Some really, really big victories this year for you in that spring league. I suppose it's very hard to read much into it because of the, the fact that a lot of teams put out their senior players involved with county teams. But uh, does it give you hope going into the championship this year that you can make an impression at senior level? Yeah, definitely. We have um, you know a lot of big players there. and. Uh, throughout the spring league, I don't think they ever had you know a full team outside the county girls. So it's promising. Um, you know, with lots of young girls coming up, minor girls and under 16s that um, fill out the panel. When you know there's five of us on the county team, so that's a big loss in itself um, to any team really having five starting players missing. Um, so the girls did really well in the league, and I think did themselves proud. And you know they drum hair have no county players and they're going strong you know coming down from senior last year and I'd say they're you know all firing to win uh, intermediate out so um, they had a good setup there so but the girls I think did really well against them and it looks good for us now getting ready for a championship next weekend. Yeah in terms of that championship as well what's the, the expectation or the hope uh, for Mohal this year? Um, I think when you go up from intermediate, uh, the hope is to stay up. You know, I think that's the hardest part in your first year being promoted to senior football is staying up there. And, you know, if we get staying up in senior, then, you know, build on and, you know, aim to win the senior championship, really, you know. Rightly or wrongly, a, a lot of, uh, I suppose, focus is on whether Dervla Burns available for you or not she's been a, a talisman talisman for you over the last few seasons yeah. um, and she's always likely to, to come in with a, a fairly decent score not unlike her brother Keith who's uh, cutting it up in the men's championship at the moment mm -hmm. uh, how important is it to have players of that quality available to you will she be available to you for the championship I know she's got soccer I'm commitments I'm completely unsure you know, I'm unsure I don't know um, Dervla's availability at all and she is a big loss when we don't have her but then we have other players that can, you know, score, you know, maybe not as much as Dervla or have Dervla's confidence. But when she's not there, it helps, I think, nearly build them girls' confidence up because they don't have to rely on her as much. Um, but I don't know. I do hope we have her for all the championship. But look, we just have to play the games as they come along. Of course, uh, they're coming along thick and fast now over the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, have the club set any uh, goals in terms of what success looks like for Mohol this season? Uh, is there uh, any talk of a title challenge? Can you win a championship or is, is survival? I know you talked about survival, but is that just yeah, playing the, the, the game a little bit? Yeah, uh, look, everyone wants to win. You know, our goal last year was to get up to senior and we're there now and we know how hard we have to work. Uh, like the talent that's in Leitrim football and the senior grade is incredible. You know, look at Manorhampton winning out the uh, kind of clubs. Um, that'll be, you know, that's a goal for every senior team. So, yeah, stay up and get as far in the competition as we can. It'd be lovely to be, you know, appearing in a senior final this year. 
<laughs> be lovely, I said. We'll be later in the, in the season. Darlene Terrell, very much luck to no you bother. and your teammates for the season ahead. Thanks, Melin. Shailen Ward, it's, uh, it's been an exciting couple of weeks for you personally, uh, captain of the, the Leitrim team that won the Minor B Championship. You're here in your club, get, guys, uh, obviously as part of the, uh, the Kiel Regale side in this year's Intermediate Championship. Uh, how, are you, how have you been doing? How's, how's life been for the last couple of weeks? It's been good, as you can see. Um, good, to win, good to win the minors, big, big boost for the girls that were involved for the club as well. Training's been going good as well for club, so hopefully we'll get there course uh, you've been involved with the Leitrim senior side as well yourself and it's been a, an exciting season for you what do you bring from that back to Kielder Gales uh, maybe to kind of lift yourself and lift the, the girls around you Um, probably just the positivity like the mental attitude you've seen like nobody really thought like Leitrim ladies were going anywhere and we showed up everyone got into the quarter final and like that intensity that I learned from training with the county and everyone bring that into training hopefully it'll help lift up the girls uh, this year, obviously, Kildra, first time in the Intermediate Championship last year, yeah. uh, acquitted yourself very well, some really, really strong performances, some good results as well. What's the hope for this year? Well, the hope everyone has is to get into the final and promotion, I guess. I don't know how we'll go this year, but hopefully we'll get there. Like, just the main thing is keep up. Nobody wants to go back down into the Junior Championship because, as you say, it's a lot of second teams and the real competition is up in Intermediate and Senior. In terms of, I suppose, the, the goals for this year, what, are, what goals have the club set in terms of wh where you want to achieve? What would constitute a successful season? Obviously, you talked about staying up, semi-finals, potential finals. Is that yeah. a realistic goal for the club? I don't know. Like We hope it is. Like We believe we can get there if we can. Obviously, staying up and, like I suppose, just hoping that we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of uh, the squad, any new faces this year? I know you're quite young, you're still minor, there's plenty mm. of girls your age involved with Kieldra. I was at one or two of your games and, and they're, they're, it's a very young team. Yeah. Um, what names maybe might we not be familiar with uh, from supporters looking in that may make an impact this season? Um, I suppose we have the likes of Lorraine Reynolds back, she was in there last year. Um, and then this team is pretty much the same as last year. I suppose all the girls are getting older. Like as you say, like we're coming out of minor, and hopefully that'll stand to us. Like you say, that like it's a bad thing. They're getting older. You're still only minor. <laughs> it's grand. You're not at the stage yet where you need to worry about things like that. In, in terms of this year, obviously intermediate championship starts uh, in in the coming days, really. And and what's the the mood like going into it? Uh, are you confident? Can you can you uh, cause a couple of upsets potentially? Because I think there would be upsets to be fair based yeah. on last year's performances. Hopefully we can. We're confident enough just people getting over their few injuries and hopefully everyone will be back to full strength that we can make some of them upsets happen. In your own, uh, in your own out outlook, you obviously one of the heavy scorers for Kildra over the last few years. Any personal targets? Any personal goals? No, not really. Just do my best in every game that I can and like push on, push the girls on. I feel like sometimes we need to just shout more to each other so hopefully I can take that role and push people on. Excellent. Well, listen, the very best of luck to you and your teammates in the, this year's champ. Thank you. Rachel Smith, uh, FINA ladies captain this year. Uh, it's been a challenging year for you. I know there's been issues with numbers and stuff like that, but yeah. finalists last year, you do have a little bit of quality at this level when it comes yeah. to the crunch. Uh, can you go further in the final last year? Um, well, hopefully we can get to the final this year and just get out of junior. I think that's our main <laughs> aim is just to get out of junior and up into intermediate. I know we're a lot better than a junior team. Um, we have been struggling for numbers at the start of the year and that was it was quite tough but um, we're kind of getting back on track and we've numbers out and we're hoping to just 
get out of junior, I suppose. Talk to us about the team because obviously uh, a bit of change from last year um, in terms of yeah. numbers particularly. Yeah. So who can we expect to see maybe that featured in the final last year who maybe might not be um, with So who's not with us this season? We don't have, so we had a free taker last year, uh, Kira McLaughlin, she's not with us this year. She's doing a Masters. So she's a big loss to us in the forward line. Um, Kira O'Neill is also a big loss to us. She's not coming back for the championship. She was playing out in New York this summer. So she kind of held centre field there for us. So um, yeah, we're missing a few, but... Um, Everyone else is still kind of there. We're still we're trying to do our best. Slightly smaller championship this year. Yeah. Four teams rather than six. A couple of the second teams maybe struggling just to field teams. Yeah. And obviously, uh, the, the winners of last year's final promoted from Kieran, not in that yes. position this year. Um, does that make any difference to the mindset coming into the championship? Um, not really. I suppose, as I said, our aim is to just get out of junior and <laughs> just we play whoever we have to play. I suppose Manor Hamilton were a challenge last year for us, and I'm sure it'll be another challenge again this year. But um. Three games, hopefully. The best out of three. Well, listen, the very best luck to you and your teammates this season. Thank you very much, Perfect. Aidan, that's it. Uh, a fine Thanks, summer Ruffy. of football. Uh, we're all up and running. Uh, ladies, the last ones to get going because of their fantastic uh, run to the quarterfinals of the Intermediate Championship. Just a reminder, if you haven't got it yet, it's available at all good bookshops and all outlets around the county. There's a list on the Leach GA website and on both Leitrim Daily and FinalWhistle.ie. We would really appreciate if you like what we do here on the show, if you like our coverage, please support what we're doing. This is the best way to support us. Go and buy a copy of the book and uh, we would love you to get your hands on one of them. And I think you're going to enjoy it. If you're into Leitrim football, you're going to love what's in it. It's a really, really lovely piece of, I suppose, history. We say that ourselves. We put it together. Thank you to everyone who was part of that, people in the clubs and the team here within our side as well. So Philip, Con, Daniel, and to David for all their help in putting that together. Aidan, um, well done. I know it's two games down for you in Sligo. One win, one defeat. You need two more wins from the other two games. Um, feeling the pressure? Ah, not really. There's no pressure. <laughs> pressure is for tyres. I know, like we're fine. Um, we had a poor day out, the first day out, and we had a decent day out last Friday night. So, yeah, the, the championship's fine here. It's, um, it's very competitive, as I said. You know, with only two teams qualifying from the group, there's no there's no room for error. We've had an error already, so we need to make up make up that loss now. And sure, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. Um, you know, we're progressing well enough. Few injuries, and sure, normal, 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 normal procedure. And on your book, Prefney, I have to say, um, I'll be honest to, to 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 the watching public, I haven't read it yet, um, so that so that we know we're not in, in cahoots. Um, I will have my copy by the next time I'm on the show, um, so I I I give my verdict at that time. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> the only good thing I'd say is taking inspiration from the Leitrim champions of last year. Both of them lost on the opening day of the season, so hopefully that augurs well for you and for your St Mary's team in Sligo this year. The very best. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for joining me. And, uh, we'll chat here in a few weeks. Thanks, Rafney.